0: Because when you see what happens on social media and the atrocities people say God told them to do. You, if you're a honest person, you will be extremely ashamed. You see, you see people say God says we should drink petrol. And human beings will subject themselves to that crazy idea. And say because it's in the name of God. And the reason why people subject themselves to manipulation and extreme religion is this, is because they do not understand doctrine. So as soon as someone can show some manifestation of supernatural result, it seems as if whatever comes out of the mouth is what, what God says. It, it's, 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 it's really bad. You know, the other day I saw... On on social media One pastor that says They use snakes for deliverance I'm like This is getting crazy You're using snakes for deliverance There are pastors that give people salt They say they sprinkle salt I'm like Where are these biblical concepts coming from? So what God thus says is that In terms of doctrine If you're going to learn doctrine The way you learn doctrine is this You're going to learn doctrine from here so the Bible is good for learning. So the Bible tells us what is and what is not. What is and what is not. You know, someone says, uh, you know, I, I read the stars. But in the Bible, the Bible does not say that we have stars that can be read. I love to stick with the Bible. Because... You know, this is a generation where people are asking a lot of legitimate questions. Unfortunately, because a lot of Christians have not been taught, they cannot defend their faith. They cannot explain their faith. So, people speak in tongues, but don't understand why they speak in tongues. People get baptized, they don't understand why they get baptized. They, they, they know what they do, but they cannot explain it. And unfortunately, because most people did not grow up in a church where the word is taught. Most churches sometimes have an evangelist as a pastor. Glory to God. So in this teach, in this sheet of Bible study, we're going to teach. I don't know if you were like me, but if you were like me, I got born again as a child. And as a child, I got born again like a hundred times. Did you didn't get born again a hundred times. And the reason why was this: because the teaching was that if you lied, I don't know if those guys did it intentionally or not, but when they came to my school fellowship, I attended a unity college, something like King's College, Federal College, that's where I attended. So I attended Federal Government College of Bolu. And if you know that school, that school was really through the Holy Spirit. My seniors were demonic, praise the Lord. <laughs> That's all I can say. I'm telling you. Let, let me tell you how terrible my seniors were. Because some of you think you went to boarding schools. You didn't go to boarding schools, you went to hotels. One time, the senior said on the third floor, this is a three-story building, said, last boy, that last boy, he said it at 1 a.m. In fact, we stopped sleeping in the hostel because of last boy. Because once they catch you, you're finished. One of my mates was so troubled, he jumped off the window, and the window had no broken jumped off the top floor, not to be that, and broke his legs. My seniors are so powerful that if your father and mother were there, you still say, Come, even though your father and mother say Come back, you dare not go and meet your parents. So, when I got born again, I got born again when I was young, I was in GSS. Because of the kind of seniors I had, I had one problem lying. I didn't lie because I was like, I was afraid. So, Sino would just come and tell you and say, do you have milk? How can you tell Sino you have milk? <laughs> the milk is gone. The milk is gone. You can't tell Sino you have milk. <laughs> the milk is gone. So, I used to say things like, I, didn't, I used to lie that I don't have milk. Then I used to say like, it seems as if I don't have milk because I, I was finding a way. I, I was still finding a way. <laughs> you know, I It seems as if I don't have milk, but that seems to be a, 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 I don't I don't have milk. I used to just you know say I can just say what are you doing today? They say, I'm just chilling. Chilling. You're going to fetch water. You're going to do a lot of things you should not do in your life because that's even the wrong answer. So, but this is what they said. They say you lied. You have lost salvation, You are going to hell. Come, so I couldn't even tell the point where I became born again or I didn't become born. I didn't, I couldn't tell. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Wow, and, and the reason why is this so when I had a good feeling, you know, that feeling you have, I said, oh, I, I think I feel born again. When that feeling disappears, then I'd be like, mm, maybe I'm no longer born again, and the, and this is the problem this is the problem the charismatic christianity because we emphasize a lot of feelings the same thing when he came the same thing when he came to does god love me a lot of christians personally do not know god loves them and let me tell you something you can never be a successful christian without the fundamental revelation that god loves you i'm telling it's, it's something that must happen to you personally Personally. A lot of Christians don't know their sins are forgiven. They, they really think that, you know, how can you say my, someone says, Pastor, how can you say my sin is forgiven? Do you know what I've done? I said, I don't know, I don't have to know what you've done, but have you ask for forgiveness. He said, said, Pastor, even if I have forgiveness, I know I'm not forgiven. So, some, some months ago during Next Level prayers. As I was praying, I saw a vision and I saw this lady that was trying to have a child. And she couldn't have a child. And the the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, The reason why she cannot have a child is that because she had an abortion. And she has thought I'm punishing her by not giving her a child. And that's not me. So I said it and said it. The lady chatted me from the U.S. because she was watching from the U.S. Three months after that time, she got pregnant. What happened? Because the teaching was wrong. The belief was wrong. The results were wrong. Stop behaving as if God is your problem. Because it's not. Stop thinking as if God is your problem because it's not. And the more you think and behave that way, you're going to have a bigger problem. Glory to God. So the question is that How do we know what to believe? How do we know what to believe? How do we know what to think? Because, because this is the thing And I'm saying so because When people have problems Because they have challenges They can't believe anything When people have challenges They can't believe anything I, I mean when I was younger All the yellow girls were demon possessed Praise God All the yellow girls Have not gone for deliverance before once you just go to that that yellow girl, I mean, that, it's always yellow girls. That girls don't have problems. Yellow girls always have problems. Abundant spirit. <laughs> and when you check the Bible, there's no abundant spirit in the Bible. Where do you find it from? We found it from one demon, post, former demon possessed person that taught us. The word of God is not good enough. We allow demon possessed people to tell us and I knew what that means because I read all those books I read it came uh, I, I hope you got born again early there was one book that the to read it came to set the captives free who remembers ah then there was the, before that one there was another one ah one small white one like this that was Nigeria that came to that was um, no no it came to set the free there was oh my god I can't remember the names then there was another one it Came to deliver the captives you know? something like that. it was but these books they were this slim one there was this nigerian guy that was a nigerian guy that said the highest number is 66. have you remember that demon that said i'm sorry that man that said that the highest number is 66 then there was another sister that came in the 90s her name is sister grace who knows Sister grace you remember when she said that that guy is not 666 not the highest he was deceived that is the new highest it's called 999 then Rebecca Brown, that's the other lady Rebecca Brown from the US now wrote all these books About demons And all of a sudden Our Christianity became focused on evil spirits And evil spirits Have their place Just like if you're a Christian and all you pray about Is demons, there's a problem God could have not invented Communication to devote it to Satan God Invented prayer He could have not invented prayer Hoping that you will use it a lot for Satan. So, God invented phone for Satan. Glory to God. Ain't supposed to talk about demon. Let's talk about authority over demonic spirits. Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone say "Hallelujah." hallelujah. So, see what the Bible says. The Bible says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it's put for doctrine. The next one is reproof. Reproof means. The, the Greek word reproof means elenkom. Elenkom means proof. So, how do I know that this is right or this is wrong? The word of God is proof. The word of God is proof. So, when you go to the hospital, the doctor says, you have fibroid. They said you have fibroid. Based on what? A medical proof. How do you know you are healed? Because the word says so. That's what? A spiritual proof. And the word of God is the proof that is superior to every other proof. That's what he is This is so powerful The word of God is proof yes, How do I know That this word, what is this word God allows in marriage Proof Someone says huh, What my ex-husband did to me I can never forgive him Even God No one understands The only reason why I know God will not understand is this Because when God spoke of forgiveness He didn't talk about what they did He spoke about what he did for you He says because you have been forgiven Forgive other people Someone says, I don't know if God will answer my prayers or not. The way I know what answers his prayers is this. He says, ask and you shall receive. That's the proof. He says, seek and you shall find. That's the proof. He said, knock and the door shall be opened. That is the proof. He said, the scripture is proof. He said, so it's proof. And the last one is this. He says, sorry, he said, for correction. As he heard the word of God, there will be adjustments. Some of us were brought up in stingy homes. Amen. How many of you knew your family was stingy? Just wave. I came from a stingy family, praise God My mother was an injabu woman, hallelujah How many of you know your family was stingy? You knew Oh my God, my mom was stingy, praise God <laughs> Like, you know, looking back I, like, some things But I don't blame her because that's how she was raised I remember before she passed on, we had so many conversations around this. this My mom was not anywhere near poor So, there were things I couldn't understand My mom would drink a bottle of coke, this got love coke And I'm there, as she can tell, I want the coke Yes, but I can't ask her because if I ask her, that's why that's how I don't get it, you know. So I just like stay around and you know, <laughs> you know, just stay around and be humble, you know. <laughs> just be humble, just be humble and say, pass me not so gentle say. I said, Mom, do you need anything? You know, just just want to be good. And <laughs> my mom was like, Oh, you want the cook? I said, oh, Yes, ma, I want the cook. Then my mom would take the whole bowl. My mom like, mm-hmm. Here, she just put her finger here. Meaning that she will drink up to here. And that's when she drinks, then when she gets in there, she will drink past it. I say, Ah, you are seeing here, take. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, guess what? Generosity is a culture of the kingdom. So if I grew up in a country that is stingy, what do I have to do? I have to teach myself to be generous. Unless they give some a gifts. Most of you go and see people's children. Put money in your pockets. It's a good habit. Take it 500. Let them know you as the auntie that gives. Let them know you as a generous person. When you come to church, you look for offering. You systematically say, I'll do it later. You know you'll not do it later. And the reason why is that it's just difficult. So the Bible said, the word of God is for correction. When you were not born again and you were single, hey, you could date Shininkwa, Shinene, Latasha, Lerato, Funtasha You, all of them were your girlfriends But now we are born again, we don't date that way There's a way we date in the kingdom So it corrects you The question that, are you, are you allowing the word of God to correct you? When you're not born again, there's a way you treat your wife You call her idiot Big head when Christian doesn't talk like that The Bible says Even your wife is a member Of the body of Christ You don't talk to your wife that way You don't talk to your wife that way You talk with honor. You talk with honor. How does she piss you off You still talk with honor. He's you to say the wrong thing You can get your khakis And leave the house Because you don't want to say The wrong thing How do you talk to your husband? King Kong King Kong King Kong it, that's how you talk to him. What is the word for? For correction. Question This is my question to you. When last did you make an adjustment based on the word? Write it down somewhere. Because if in the last one month you've not made an adjustment based on the word, there's something wrong with you. You're not responding to the word well. The word is for correction. Some of us were raised up in a very timid home. But, so, you can take risk, you can take business risk, you can express your mind. But the Bible says, God has not given us of fear, but of boldness, of love, and of a sound mind. Some of you were raised up. And, and one, of, one of the men told me one time, it, it me, I was talking with him and his wife, he said, Pastor, I'm an kitty man, we are stubborn. I said, my brother, be careful what you say. Because the Bible says the sin of stubbornness is like the sin of witchcraft. Why are you making it seem as if it's a family heritage? Stubbornness is not a good thing. Persistence is wonderful, but stubbornness is not good. And that's why you must pray. Lord, I want to be tender before you. I don't want to be hard headed before you. I don't want to be hot-headed before you. I want to be tender before you. I want to be tender before you. I don't want to, I don't want to struggle with you. How many of you are still struggling with God? You're still struggling with God. Guy, okay, who has struggled with God and won before? Ask Jacob. You say, Ah, you know, you know, you know me man. As a man, see, your manliness must stop somewhere. When it comes to the things of God, you must drop some things. Stubbornness. And, and some are so proud, I'm a very stubborn man. How can you say that? When you know the Bible says the sin of stubbornness is like witchcraft. You are, you are practicing witchcraft. You are sucking blood and flying at night. Say, I'm easy to, leave, to lead. easy to lead. I'm flexible when it comes to God. I'm, I'm obedient, and obedient and humble. That's it. I'm obedient and humble. Anywhere, Lord, I will go. Whatever, Lord, I will go. Not my will, just be done. So, we're, we're just going to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. So, we're going to delve into the book of Romans. So we've done some programming since midweek service and now and i've showed you the what the scripture does how the scripture teaches doctrine and all of those things why it's important so the bible says we are not tossed here and there by every bit of doctrine so romans chapter one verse one says paul so before i do that let me just give you some some you know some some basics of the some basics of the book of rome the book of rome was written to the christians in rome there was a church in rome the church in rome was not established by paul It was established before Paul We saw that in the book of Acts of the Apostle But why did Paul write the Christians in Rome? This is why he wrote them Because before that time the, the, The emperor, the Caesar And the emperor had sent all the Jews away from Rome So all the Christian Jews had left Rome And even left the church But at this time they were allowed to come back So when the Christian Jews came back to the church at Rome They saw that the church was different So the Christian Jews felt as if They had the gospel first So They were telling the Gentiles and the non-Jews that they must observe the Sabbath, they must be circumcised, they must observe the Passover, and all of those things. And there was a conflict in the church of Rome. And this is what you have today. It always goes on today. People try to bring their culture into Christianity. You know, it goes on today. And all of a sudden, Paul had to write them to let them know that what what brings righteousness in Christ Jesus is not about being a Gentile or about being a Jew. What brings righteousness is about faith in God. So, the whole concept of the teaching is to let them know that even though you're a Jew or a Gentile, righteousness is going to come by faith in God. Hallelujah. So, let's read Romans chapter 1. So, with that in background, and Paul wrote it, of course, Paul's original name is not Paul, it's Saul. Paul, The name Paul is the Roman name of Paul because Paul had dual citizens. So, some of them would get and that's the same. Paul also had what? Dual Citizen. He was both Israeli and Jewish. It was Roman and, um, sorry, Jewish. Alright, so let, let's go ahead. Romans chapter 1 verse 1. He says this, And Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. And that's where I want to start from. That's really powerful on its note. Why is it powerful? Because we understand that we are kings in Christ. That's wonderful. Romans 1 6. Bible says, He has made us kings and praise unto God. We understand. So as a king, we can decree, we can declare, we can command. Wonderful. We understand we are priests. As a priest, we can offer spiritual sacrifices, to prayer and worship. Wonderful. But the third thing, what Paul says, I'm not just a king. I'm not just a priest. There's something I am that you need to know. I'm a servant. And the word servant is from the Greek word doulos, meaning slave. Slave meaning that I'm totally at his disposal. The question is this, have you gotten to a place in your Christian life where you understand that I'm not just a son, I'm not just a king, I'm not just a priest, I'm a servant of God. What does it mean to be a servant of God? Some of you have stewards at home. When you're hungry when you get home today, if you tell your stewards, cook me rice, he cannot bring you some other food. And you say, Why did you bring pounded yam? He said, That's what I thought you should eat. So I made it for you. Any I that says that it's been sacked already. Is that not true? You know, think about it. Why? Because the steward never does what he wants, it does what the master wants. Paul says, I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm the one that doesn't do what I want, I'm the one that does what the master wants. Paul says, I'm not the one that does what I want, I'm the one that does what the master wants. Question. The height of spiritual maturity is when your will is suppressed, immersed, compressed by His own will. When you can get to a point that it's not what I want, is what he wants. When you can get to the point that it's not what I want, is what he wants. That's the height of spiritual maturity. You need to understand. You know, many people sit on a Sunday and say, you know, I don't feel like going to church today. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not how you feel. Because it's not up to you. It's about what he wants. You know, someone says, you know, I don't feel like praying. It's not how you feel. It's what he wants. It's slowly, the, the height of the Christian maturity Question Is your will submersed In the will of God Look at Acts 21 verse 10 And this is very powerful today Acts 21 verse 10 This is really powerful today And the Bible says this Acts 21 verse 10 Because I want to show you I want to show you how Paul lived out this principle It's one thing to say I'm a servant of God It's wonderful to see you leave it out The Bible says and As we tarry and. There were many days they came from Judea. A certain prophet named Agabus. So in the Bible there are people called prophets, and prophets are ministry gifts. In fact, in the Bible, this can we go deeper right now? In fact, in the in the in the, in the Greek in the Hebrew, three words are used to describe prophet. The first one is nabi. Nabi is from the the word bubble up. It's the prophet that receives revelation by what by hearing. Sometimes they are called a hearing prophet. They are called nabi. But there's also rohi. Rohi is the word perceive or see. It's a prophet that receives revelation by seeing. So there are two ways prophet revelation. Some are hearing prophets and some are what seeing prophet. For example, I never knew David was a prophet until the same said and David was a prophet. The reason why is that David was a what was a nabi used to just speak and bring that revelations through his music and his talk. He never saw into the spirit. But do you know something something that surprises me? (laughs) This will shock you. Majority of the prophecy of Jesus was prophesied by David. Not by Elijah. Not by Elisha. Not by Moses. And you know in the Bible the way they classify major and minor prophets is this the amount of revelation they have about Jesus. Shocking. So, you've taken the scripture away, sir. Okay, so, it says Agabus. Agabus, was a, Agabus was, a, he was a singing prophet. So, sometimes you will hear me minister, and I'll say, I see, I see, I see. Because that's the way Revelation gives works to me. It doesn't mean that that's the way it only works. Some people, you know, they're hearing. They just have trans that's what they do so you you will see this look at verse verse 11 verse 11 says "Agabus said and when he came he took the paul's or his belt and he bound his feet and bound his head and said toss here the holy ghost so shall the jews at jerusalem bind the man that owns his girdle and deliver him to the hands of the gentile okay this man will be arrested that's what they said okay okay what's the next thing let's go let's go and when they heard this thing they were but we and they of that place besought him not to go and what did paul say when they begged him but there's danger what did paul say Listen, and paul answered what do you mean that you weep to break my heart for i'm not ready just to be bound i'm ready to die the reason why i was ready to die is this he said i'm not going to jerusalem because i'm going for vacation god told me to go there he said, God told me to go there. So, if that going there means death, let it be. If that going there means death, let it be. Not my will, yours be done. Not my will, yours be done. That's what it means to be a servant of the Lord Jesus. And that's the place we have to come to. See, in the lower category of prayer, Father, do this, Father, give me. When you read the high place of prayer, Lord, what do you want? That's what I want. It's a level. When you just start praying, you start saying, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. When you get to the high class of prayer, Lord, whatever you want is what I want. Because your will is practically submerged in his will. And the Bible says, Romans chapter 1 verse, let's keep going. Separated unto the gospel of God. And the reason why I want to stay, and this is what I'm going to close them about five minutes. Uh, on the gospel of God, I want to talk really a lot about the forgiveness of sin. And the reason is this. Most Christians have what I call sin consciousness. Everything. It's, see, even though they've forgiveness, they've asked forgiveness, they just cannot move beyond the sin they've committed. They can't get beyond it. So when they think, they're like, ah. Oh, you know, so so listen, when they are praying, this is what happens when they are praying. They come to church on Sunday, then sings, My soul, so then the spirit, my save. and the devil says, But last week, what were you doing? This hand was in the holding alcohol, then all of a sudden, because but they receive forgiveness. How it. Oh, great thou great Then all of a sudden guilt takes them over. Have you noticed once Christians' prayer is not answered very quickly, the next thing is, like, What did I do wrong? Satan says, Oh, you know why I'm not married? It's because you lost your virginity. That's why. This is the punishment. He says, Oh, you know, you know why you don't have the job? You've not been titled. God is punishing you. So, what Satan does is that he lays all these accusations to make you feel terrible. And this is what you need to know. Everybody look up here. God does not God does not punish forgiven sins. Do you hear what I said? It's called the law of double If God has forgiven, the sin cannot be punished. If the sin is punished, then you have not been forgiven. Question: How can I confidently say I was forgiven? The only way you can say you were forgiven was this because sin was judged in Jesus. Let's read the one scripture and we'll close. Are you ready? Oh, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Okay. So let's turn our Bibles to First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians 15, verse 1. It's a moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel I preach unto you, which also you received. So he said, I declare unto you the gospel. So what is the gospel? Wherein you stand? by which you are saved, if you keep in memory that which I preach unto you, or less you have believed in vain. What did he believe? He said, I believe unto you first of all that which I also received. What did he receive? That Christ, hey, this is a gospel. What is a gospel? The gospel is about God will give you money. No, sir. Not God will give. No, that the gospel. This is the gospel that Christ died. What did He die for? He died for our sin. Hallelujah! He says that Christ died for our sin. That is the gospel. What does that mean? If Christ died for our sin, then forgiveness is available. Hallelujah! If Christ died for our sin, forgiveness is available. Let me close with this. Who's going to give me the shoe? At least your shoe available still. Where my friends? Come, come, get the shoes. Get the shoes. Oh, this is good. And we're going to close with this. Are you ready? Oh yes, this is powerful Come with the shoes quickly This is the shoes This guy Needs to pay for these shoes These shoes are his sins But this guy cannot pay All of a sudden Jesus comes along And he takes his credit card And pays for these shoes if he's going out of the store, so when he pays for the shoes, whose account do you see the shoes on? The payment, the person that wants the shoe or the person that paid for the shoes? The reason why you don't feel forgiven is this: because you didn't do anything to get forgiveness, but because you are looking at the wrong thing. Because Jesus paid for your sin, it's not on your account. What you have to look at is own account. What does the account say? Isaiah 53 He was wounded for transgression He was bruised for iniquity The chastisement of our peace was upon him And by his wounds we are healed Listen to me The Bible says He was made beyond recognition Oh my God You know why you don't feel forgiven? Because you're wondering With all I did I should suffer You should Because the wages of sin in death The way you broke that girl's heart You should What? The way you took your heart You should Ah you were a terrible person. Let's tell say the truth. You should suffer. But why you so you say, how come I'm not I'm not suffering? Because this man. Do it again. Yeah. Look at him. He paid the price. It's so easy for you because somebody else paid the price. But guess what? when this guy is leaving the store with a shoe, and the storekeeper says, stay! Pay again. He will simply say, how can I pay again when it has been paid for? The reason why God can forgive you and you can receive forgiveness is because forgiveness has been paid for. We're a beneficiary of the work of Jesus on the cross when jesus christ died he didn't die because he was a great guy he died as a substitute he took my place so when he died we died in him when he was raised from the dead we were raised from the dead in him christian someone says god is very angry how can god be angry?" Uh, sorry how can god be angry when all of the punishment of god was poured on jesus on the cross do you know when Jesus on the cross, God did not withhold his anger. He poured out all the punishment. ZAM! On him. Jesus cried. He said, Father, why? This is too much. He said, Eli, Eli. Laman sabbatenei. My God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? And the reason he did that was this. So that when Satan wants to challenge your forgiveness... He can point to the cross And say fully paid for When Satan wants to challenge your forgiveness He can point to the cross And say fully paid for So the reason why a Christian has no condemnation Is this, the Bible says Now there is therefore no condemnation Is because our sin Is fully paid for Thank you Listen to me So when I walk around I don't walk around as a sinner. I walk around as a person. Fully paid for. Even when you're praying, Satan says, God will not listen to you. You're a terrible person. He said, I could have been if it was not fully paid for. But it's fully paid for. Satan says, God has this against you. He could have had it, but it's fully paid for. He's fully paid for. So today, I'm living in the finished work of Christ. Have you not noticed? upon how sinful you are God still blesses you because fully paid for and is hoping that not that you abuse his grace and mercy you will see it and be like you have done so much for me let me come to you it's like a man that loves his wife so much and gives him a credit card a smart wife will know if I abuse the credit card I will lose it so what does he do she uses the credit match as much as she can, but she doesn't want to abuse it. Once you know the love of Christ, Christ, you use it, but you don't abuse it. Let's pray. Let's pray. And this is what I want to go home with today. This is what I want to go with today. Lord Jesus, you love me. I have forgiveness in Christ, I can expect to be blessed. Let me tell these people everyone, everyone, because I deal with love in prayers right now, one of the biggest angels have seen is that a lot of Christians think God doesn't like them, God hates them, God has something against them. And the more you think that way, the more you will not see answers to prayers. They tell you that the reason why I'm single is God doesn't really care about me. The reason why I have to swallow God doesn't care. And God is saying that that's wrong. The moment you begin to think that way, that's wrong. Let's go ahead and thank you for his love today. Go ahead and thank you for his love. And Father, we worship you. And Father, we praise you. And Father, we worship you. We worship you, Lord Jesus. And Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. I'm praying that everyone here will develop confidence in the finished work of Calvary and leave from a place where they know that you really love and care about them. That's what we're asking you for today. In Jesus' name. If you're here, you're not born again, can I pray with you? Raise up your right hand towards heaven and I'll pray with you in a second. You're not born again. You know, there's nothing for you to hide. You don't even have to come out. Just raise up your hand on your seat. I'm going to pray in a minute. Thank you for doing that. Can I pray with you? Say with me, say, Lord Jesus, I've heard the message I, that Jesus Christ died for me. He was raised from the death of my justification. today, I receive your entire life into my spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen to me, everybody. There's no reason why God will not bless you. Because he has nothing against you. There's no reason why God will not favor you. Because he has nothing against you. There's no reason why you don't have a child. Because he has nothing against you. There's no reason why you don't get married. Because he has nothing against you. There's no reason why you don't get a job. Because he has nothing against you. Romans 82 says, If he gave us his only son, how much more will he not freely give us all things? Congratulations. God loves you. Congratulations. God loves you. Listen, don't sink under the pressure of religion and depression. Some of you are trying so hard. Let God come. He's the one that can destroy the burden and carry the yoke. Hallelujah. God bless you Can have your sins. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.